Hello again, everyone. Thanks for joining us here on what we call the Adam Jones Podcast. It's episode number 14, as always, presented by the Baltimore Banner. I am not Adam Jones. He is over there or over there, the five-time All-Star. I'm just Jerry Coleman here for all the fun. Today, we'll be joined by Baltimore's own Ravens football. That's what Maryland does. Actor and big-time sports fan, he is Josh Charles, born and raised here in Baltimore, but he's moved on to Hollywood and New York and bigger and better things. We'll talk about the Ravens. Bummer season ender on Sunday night, and the summer of Lamar begins. Adam and I will debate more about Lamar Jackson's future and his decision to not be with the team last Sunday night as they fell in Cincinnati and what the future holds for number eight. In addition, we shall also discuss the rest of the NFL postseason. There was some choking going on this weekend, not by the Ravens, but uh, Adam's hometown team. We'll talk about that. We'll also talk about what's left of MLB free agency. A former Oriole has found a new home. Orioles spending money internationally. What does that exactly mean? We'll go international and ask Adam Jones all about that. And as always, we'll have our socially speaking segment where we choose a tweet or an email from one of our listeners that we highlight each week. And we'll have some memorabilia to give away in the coming weeks as well. We'll explain that near the end of the podcast. Free stuff, which is what I always enjoy. I also enjoy our (laughs) You too. I also enjoy our sponsors, AJ. Let's welcome our newest one. It is Towson BMW, home of the best service department in all of Baltimore. It's Towson BMW. They're easily located just off York Road at exit 26A on 695. You can find them right off that exit. I speak from firsthand experience. Towson BMW, very, very customer friendly. Also, by Be More Around Town, they have the ultimate all-inclusive purple tailgate experience. Well, they did. Now it's on to baseball season, capital season, and also the Terps. Head to BeMoreRoundTown.com. They do trips better than anyone in Baltimore. Also, by Dennis Wyman and the good folks over at the Wyman Company. Always appreciate your support. And G-Leaf Medical Cannabis. Visit GLeaf.com Medical Cannabis, of course, for qualified Maryland patients only. And then there's the Baltimore banner. They still have that six months guaranteed unlimited digital access for just a dollar. I had someone ask me the other day, really, just a dollar? Yeah. All you have to do is go to thebaltimorebanner.com slash AJ, six months, unlimited digital access for a buck. Time to welcome in our featured guest here on the Adam Jones podcast. He's very familiar to you out there in Baltimore and beyond, whether it be acting or just as a big-time Baltimore sports fan. He is Josh Charles, the diehard Orioles and He's wearing his Ravens cap after that tough loss on Sunday night. Charles, also the narrator of a football life on the NFL Network. We'll get into all that. Josh, what a crushing defeat on Sunday night. They didn't have their star quarterback. They kept it close to the very end. They were one play away from sending that game into overtime. And, uh, you know, the one thing I'll say about the Ravens all season long, Josh, first of all, thanks for being on. Second of all, they never embarrass themselves. They never do. No. So I, I listen, I, I went into that game, you know, you, you watch the rest of the country and all the pundits. I mean, even our local pundits, nobody was picking us and you could even understand why. And I was texting on my friends and family saying, look, you know, I don't know. Obviously, I feel a little more comfortable with Lamar, but I was quietly confident that the defense was going to, you know, play as well as they did. And I was surprised that Huntley played that well. I mean, he had a great game and that that sort of. <clears throat> That call at the end, I was happy to hear Harbaugh say that the call was actually for a low dive to the right and that Huntley just did that on his own because that was the one thing that really frustrated me as a fan. You know, I just I couldn't understand from two yard from a yard out or half yard out, but from two yards out. But considering that wasn't the call and he just went on instinct, it's hard to sort of, you know, he, think about it. He thought he was in and he was a good half yard away from it. I think even a little bit more, a little over half yard. So that gives you an idea that he just didn't quite get a sense of how where he was but I'm really proud of the team There's a lot of adversity this year and and I, I don't know I mean I was upset like well you know I, I drank which gets to my question with you, Adam, you know the thing I've always wanted to know so I was gonna be at that Denver game okay I was gonna be okay. at that Denver playoff game that now we're at the what is it the 10th anniversary 10 year anniversary yep Harbaugh mm-hmm. had actually said come on out I was gonna come out <clears> and I didn't because I was following 
I'm superstitious and I was following my path from the 2000, right? And I yeah. said, you know, I went to the home game and then I watched the next two games at home in New York and that's what I'm going to do here. But I, I, watching that game, went through that four and a half hour journey and of all the things I remember from it, seeing you on the sidelines is something that has yeah. always stayed with me. And I think, I, I, like a lot of other Oriole and Ravens fans, I have one question for you is, what were you drinking? Um, at, well, at, <clears throat> uh, at, that, at, at that point, it was just beer. Uh, okay. I mean, it was, a lot it was, of it. it. It was nine degrees. And that oh, was at the very beginning. And Chad Steele hooked, hooked everything up the entire way for the, uh, for the playoffs and all that with tickets and passes. And – I just was on the sideline and I was just screaming at like, let's go. And then Harbaugh came by me, gave me some love and was like, hey, good to see you here. And like kind of surprised. And I was like, yeah, I'm here. And then I'd say the same thing when he seen me in, uh, in, um, in New England. And, yeah. but after that, oh, we, me and my boy and, and be more around town. This is the first time we ever met. We went up to this the, uh, hotel that's right next to uh, the, the stadium and we were on the top floor, and we got absolutely hammered because it was freezing cold. And then we went to a, a, a club or something and got steak. So that was, our, that was our first time, and he fell asleep, and it was it was beautiful. It was, oh, it's it amazing. was a dude. No, I I just remember seeing the images of you, and at the end of the game, you looked so cold and so nice oh. and toasty that you were warming yourself up with a with a beverage and i always wanted to know what it was i, I had for some reason i thought it was like whiskey you know like by the end you were going whiskey because it was so cold you want to try to warm yourself up but that always i will say this man getting to talk to you jerry i've known for a while and adam i had the pleasure of meeting you but you you're truly one of my all-time favorite ravens i mean favorite orioles that's in my head <laughs> still in there i wish favorite, i was a raven sometimes well no go for, I go one to of my middle. favorite orioles um <laughs> i was so excited to get to meet you as a player um I, I, you're one of the, you're one of the players that I feel like there are certain players that I, I just, I, I love whether they're with the Orioles or when you're playing in Japan, I'm following you. I'm in playing on the, on the USA to everything. I just always supported you. And it's one of those things like there's certain, a few people that I feel this way about where I'm just, I'm, I'm, I'm sick that you guys never got a ring. Like I'm sick that you never got a ring. I feel the same way about Steve Smith senior, you know, just like one of my favorite yeah. athletes, one of my favorite competitors, you know, <clears throat> played the game with real intensity and real passion. And I think you are the same, but you also brought so much joy to the game. Like I just always felt your, your warmth and your happiness. Uh, and I, I just found it contagious. I think you're an incredible athlete, incredible career. Congratulations on it. And thank you. I just, hopefully we'll get one for you, you know, in the next few years, I feel like we're building something here. You never that know. Could, could be, could yeah. be interesting, right? They got a so, good, good flow. Um, that leads me into my question is doing, during a football life or I mean the last decade, getting to know these players, that do you, do you get a chance to get to know them, you know, intimately sit down with them, have dinner, get to tell the stories, meet the families, or no. is it more they give you the story and you just have to read it and sound? No, that really I mean they work on that. Yeah, yeah, no, they they work on that for 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 months and months and months and months. And the NFL Films does such a good job. They have such great, you know, I don't need to tell you guys. I mean, just their their footage, the the, the way they film. They know how to film the, you know, um, clearly everything, you know, in between the lines, but also they just do such a great job of how they set up, how they interview people, but all that's done by the time we lay the narration down. So when I lay the narration down, you know, that's at the tail end there, it's going to air like a month later. Right. So all the, all the interviews been complete. Um, I'm not even watching it live. You know, I just, I get the script night, day or two before I read through it, you know, uh, and we get there and we're, we're, we've got such a pattern now of how we do it that I get in there and they're patched in, you know, usually in Fort Lee or wherever they are. No, and not Fort Lee. Is that where they are in NFL films? I can't remember. Somewhere, wherever the producers are, we're patched in, but I've done it all over. I mean, I'm in Denver filming a movie and that's where I'll do it. Or if I'm in Vancouver or Paris, I've done them wherever I am. We'll find a place if it's during that season and we can make it work. And it's just such a great gig. So I don't get to know those players, but I will say this when, when it is players that I do know personally, you know, I, I get certainly more excited about doing it. You know, when I got the Steve Smith script, I texted him immediately. It was right. like, dude, like, I, I'm so pumped. Or Ray's, even though Ray's didn't have a lot of narration, it was one of one of the first ones we did, I think, in that first season. Super exciting, you know. Um, so, yeah, I, I love it when it's some a player that I really admire and, uh, you know, and, and think is, is great. So, 
Josh, uh, I, also, I do, well, we're going to get back into the acting in a moment, but I do want to go back to because we're going to debate this coming up about Lamar not being at the game on Sunday night. A lot of people making a big deal of that. Do you feel it's a big deal or no deal? I mean, should he have been there as a leader of the team or are you OK with him sitting it out? I, I think it's an injury thing. I mean, I, I, he wasn't there last week either, right? I don't believe he was, but I do believe so, he has been at games in the past when he's been hurt. But games on the road? I, I would have to go back and double check that, but I do recall Ray Lewis yeah, I mean, and others being on the road when they are hurt. You know, I, I guess it, I guess it depends on the nature of the injury. I mean, that's one that's above my pay grade. I don't have a strong opinion about that. I'm more concerned about the deeper issues of like, you know, just the situation the team finds itself in right now yeah. and how we move forward from it. You know, uh, as a fan, I mean, obviously I love Lamar. I love him to stay. But, you know, it's hard to not feel like we're at some sort of potential impasse. I hope I'm wrong. I mean, I hope I hope they can work it out, but I don't know. You know, um, that that's sort of more of Zussi, come. that's more of a concern to me right now than like whether he went to the game or not. You know, I mean, I, I feel like, you know, would have been nice. Sure. But I'm sure they have their reasons. My understanding is when guys are really injured, they usually don't fly them out. You know, so I think it's more that's more of a non-issue to me. Playing Hirsch. Herschel. Oh, Herschel. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Uh, when, when, when we on this city came out, I mean, I think everybody was, was, was waiting because Fenton has been instrumental in so many things in Baltimore. And, and how'd that come about? Because it's, it's impactful. Obviously the characters yeah. played a very instrumental role in a lot of things that have been yeah. uncovered in the last, well, you know, 10 years. Mm-hmm. No, it was, a, it was, a. I mean, uh, you know, I mean, I, 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 Jerry knows this, but I'm I'm born and raised in Baltimore and, you know, it's in my blood. I, I love the city so much. I still go back as much as I can and root like hell for all our sports teams, Terps included. <clears throat> but I so I knew this story quite well. I followed Justin on Twitter. I follow his reporting. And while I was reading the stories, you know, on the sun, I just was like, this is a movie like somebody. This is like the Wild West. Like I, this is these stories are unreal. And uh, so when David Simon, who's I, I think who you're talking about, when David and, and George Pelicano stepped in to produce it, I, I just thought they were like, this is perfect. I mean, they know the world so well. So for me to be asked to be a part of it was just like it was dream come true because I've been dying to get do a job in Baltimore. I haven't worked in Baltimore since my first movie. I was 15 was John Waters Hairspray. That was my first movie I ever did. I've never worked in Baltimore since. So. I was making a joke that like this was, you know, there's a few people I want to work with in Baltimore. You know, Simon was one, Barry Levinson's the other, and John Waters. Well, I've done John Waters, now I've done Simon. So if I can do Levinson film in Baltimore. We're going to put in a call to Barry. He's going to be on the podcast in coming weeks. Wait, wait. So when he's in the podcast, tell him that I said exactly this. I work for Simon now, work for John Waters. It's really just about him. And then my Baltimore trifecta is done. But no, I think it's, look, it's a brutal story. It's not a pleasant story about Baltimore by any stretch, obviously. But for me as an actor, um, I knew it well. And I also knew that Herschel, you know, is a character that's, he's from Highlandtown. You know I mean? He's, he's from Baltimore proper, right? He's one of the few, uh, I think he was the only one from the Gun Trace Task Force. In fact, I don't think, I know he was, that was from Baltimore, born and raised. So for me being, you know, a Baltimorean, uh, that, that just put an extra little bit of weight in my shoulders to try to carry that authenticity. Cause I, I know, I know guys like that from Baltimore. I know Highland town. I know it well. And uh, that, that was just added a little extra special incentive for me to try to, uh, you know, bring as much authenticity as I could. So, but I, I loved it. I'm proud of the show. I, I thought Ray Green directed the hell out of it. David and George just wrote such great pieces. The response has been amazing. I mean, a real black mark on our city, of course, but like an important story to be told, you know, for sure. Um, so there you have it. And I think I've told you this, you know, when you played that role, it took me three episodes to realize that was you because of the weight difference and all the weight you put on. Uh, I noticed you right away, though, those Ravens ads that you did uh, about. How was my weight there? Football. Did my weight come down there? No, I mean, yeah. I knew I, uh, that's Josh Charles. I mean, all right, watching- so my weight. How's my watching right, right now? Is it back to normal? Absolutely. You couldn't look any better. But as far as that commercial, that was fantastic. Think how, I did that on, come- how much weight do you think I put on for We on the City? I think you put about 30 to 40 pounds on. What? Are you crazy? Man, it looked like you were at a pillow. You look like Santa Claus at times. <laughs> I, seriously, Josh, that's that was I'm wearing a the vest. Penny, my man. That's because I'm wearing the vest, bro. 
it looked like you had like 16 natty bows right before you went in there and, and beefed up true. a little bit. That may be true, but 30 pounds, man. <laughs> Damn, bro. All right. Uh, 10, 15. Am I being camera? Look, camera put camera puts 10 on you right away, right? That's yeah, true. That's 10 on you right away. You know, Adam's a star. He can tell you that. Although he, he, don't does. Do he looks like he still could go out and play tomorrow. But I, I mean, for the rest of us mortals, you know, camera puts five ten on you easy. But no, I, I mean, Herschel was a bigger guy than me. I don't think we looked a lot alike. So, you know, I, I definitely was, uh, you know, it, it, embracing that. But I, I always think it's funny when you ask people. Thirty pounds is a new one. Yeah. No, that Ravens commercial though that you put out. Obviously, you put on no weight there. That was no, I did. I put on a ton. I put on about four and a half pounds for that. Four and a half I really, pounds. I wanted to get. I wanted to be in solid shape. No, that was. How did fun. that come to fruition? How did that come all about? You know, I mean, this is the thing, man. I, it's so hard because I'm such a homer, obviously. But I, I, I know a lot of people in the organization. You know, I, I consider them friends. So it, it puts me in like a really tricky spot because I'm a diehard fan. And then I also have developed these great friendships and I really care about a lot of people in the organization. I think we have a great organization top to bottom. And I just, I love the people over there. And so anything I can do, they asked me to do it. And I was like, yeah, of course, why wouldn't I? Got to bring my son. We got to spend a day, two days messing around in the, in the, um, you know, in the field. You? Where were you? Well, we, we did the first day we did Jimmy's, right? We shot yep. Jimmy's in the morning and then we all jumped on a van and we went out to uh, Perry Cabin Inn in St. Michael's, which is where the last shot was. And then the second day was all in the stadium. So we did everything at the okay. stadium, but they brought the Lombardi, got to touch the Lombardi. I have a video of my son, Rocco, is, uh, we're, we're going through the, 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 the tunnel and they, they put the Lombardi back in the, in the case and the guys are carrying it. I got a video of him and he put his fucking cookie, you know, on the plate on top of it. You know? <laughs> so they're carrying Lombardi and I'm walking and he puts his cookie plate on top of it. I'm like, dude, Something's not right here. You just put your cookie on top of the Lombardi trophy. He's like, yeah, what's wrong with that? Like, uh, but he had a ball. He's a diehard Ravens fan, too. Uh, you know, he doesn't really have much choice, the poor kid, because, you know, I tell him, like, he'll be taken out of my will if, if he ever switches. Uh, but, no, we love it. It's been a great bonding experience. He's now gotten into collecting football cards, which has been really fun for us because we've been – you know, uh, I don't know about you, Adam, with your kids, but Pokemon was a big thing for a while. And oh, yeah. I could really I could give two shits about Pokemon. I don't understand it. I don't think the kids understand it. I think it's dumb thing. Baseball was my sport. That's the one sport that I'm decent at, you know, and, and like love to play. And that was all I was into. So I, I played football Pop Warner one season until our star quarterback broke his collarbone in like game three. And I was this little white kid, you know, trying to play wide receiver. And that was enough for me to say. I'm out. I'm done. I'm not. I'm not dealing with this anymore. I'm gonna go back to baseball, <laughs> a little friendlier, friendlier environment. And uh, I love baseball. Still do. Love to play it. Um, so no, but I just collected baseball cards. That was it. Football cards wasn't something that I, I remember anybody collecting back then. I don't even think that was that. No, it wasn't much, a big deal. Look, you'll like this though. Check this out, Jerry. This is for you. Hold on. This is this is put into dad's cards. Rocco made a little thing for me. Dad's cards. All right. Archie Manning. Pretty cool. Oh man. Uh, now I look at all where this is going. John Mackey. Oh, no. Yeah. Okay. All right. Bubba. Sure. Right? Great cult. Or, or or if you're or if you're a Bob Police Ursa, Academy star. If you're Bob Urse, Booba. Yeah. <laughs> Tom Maddie. Oh man. Some great cults. Come on now. And then save the best for last. What's up? Wow. It's Johnny, Johnny nice. What year is that? Is that a rook? No, no, I don't think okay. so. This is a, what is this? It's like a 60s or something. I don't know. But it's still cool. The old buzz cut. Yeah, you got that buzz cut and that color. <laughs> um, what do you guys think, man? What's, uh, what do you think about the Orioles right now? How are you feeling about it, man? You still following uh, them all the time? I pay attention. Future's bright. It's just a matter of. Uh, can they? Can the youngsters continue to develop? And they're going to develop at the highest stage. They're not going to develop on. Uh, they're not developing in AAA no more. They're rare. They're there. And can you add a couple of veteran pieces around them to combat the nerves? You know, you always need a few veterans to do that. And can they last a long season? Can because mm -hmm. it's easy to come out and get hot. It's easy to get a streak. The Yankees, the Astros, the I mean, it's these teams, they're there all year. 
So can you do it for six months, not four, not five? Can you do it for six? It's always yep. the biggest question. Now, what I've been reading is people saying that, you know, we were in on the one pitcher. He didn't maybe want to come to us. The one big, you know, pitcher we're trying to get. And what I'm hearing is we made some moves, some smaller moves. But is it enough to move the needle, you know, in, in the division we're in? And the consensus I got reading was that no. I'm wondering what, what you and Jerry, who are there, you know, maybe following him more closely, feel like. As of now, no. You, I mean, to move yeah, the needle. I, agree. I mean, it's, it's, I mean, Rondon is, is, I mean, I think the pitcher a lot of people were thinking the Orioles were linked to. It's, I mean, uh, that's a lot of money to, to get somebody. And, yeah. you know, it's always a question in, is do they want to face the Yankees and Red Sox? It's not do they want to play in Baltimore. Is do they want to face the Yankees, Red Sox, and and then now you got the Blue Jays whose offense is prolific, or do you want to face, or do you want to be with one of them facing one of them? Like you know, you got firepower being with one of them. Like so, it's it's that's always that scenario. And that's really interesting. So so, yeah. so a pitcher would think that way. That makes sense. That's interesting. I never even thought about that. Like a pitcher would think that because they're saying, look, it's not just like the stadium or anything. It's about like, do I want to face these teams because that's going to affect yeah. my numbers likely, right? And over so over and over, you got to face. Over and over, you got to face the Yankees' offense over and over, opposed to being with the Yankees to where on a lot of – some starts, the Yankees can give you a five-run lead and you coast. Some yeah. starts, some starts, you know, you might just go out and face a team and throw 15 strikeouts. And some starts, if you're facing the Yankees, facing the Red Sox back-to-back starts, yeah, it can get a little – it can get a little, uh, a little taxing. You know what I mean? If I, Adam, thought of, there, I always thought of it like that. Is there one at-bat when you go your long – distinguished career of course but is there one out bat or a couple at bats that you think about where this will be an odd question but like where you're mm-hmm. where you're proud of yourself like in other words like you were down in a hole I'm not saying like you, you hit a home run to win the game necessarily it doesn't have to be that kind of grandeur but just like was there a moment where like you battled you dug you got a single or something like some at bats where you is there one that sticks out where you just duked it out with a pitcher and you're going man I always remember that at bat well there was a time I was oh I was one facing John Danks and I was like okay cool John Danks I showed up to the ballpark he's a lefty and Buck rolled into his office he said hey uh, I'm gonna sit you today I said what the hell are you just sending me for what it's a lefty and it's John Danks I'm like what are you sending me for he's like have you seen your numbers against Danks I'm like what he's like they're one for 33 I said holy shit <laughs> he said I said no way he said they're one for 33 I said oh no hell no I'm no I'm sitting I'm busting in today nope I'm a busting today First at bat, I had a double left center field, and I get on second base or I score a run. I get there, I was like, I told I bust his ass today. Next two at bats, ground ball, ground ball, one for three, and he was like, he's like, ah, I should have sat your ass. But it's, I always remember that because it's like you never know when you're just playing every single day. You like you never know what your numbers are. You know when you face guys good. I never knew I was that bad because I, I didn't feel bad against him. He didn't just like punch yeah. my ticket to make me just feel just terrible when I showed up like. How Chris Sale makes you do? You show yeah. me like, man, I'm like, this is an easy zero for three. Just don't embarrass myself. He makes you look bad because of his his wicked curveball, or what is it? Because he's got that brutal curve, right? And slider, like, like, isn't that his? Like, you talking about Chris Sally yeah. or Sal? I Sale? 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 Okay. Sale has angle. He has velocity. He has location. He has movement. He's got stuff. I, he's got all of it. I mean, yeah. if whenever when he's pitching and he's throwing ninety five to ninety six, he's I think he's the top three pitcher in baseball. When he's ninety five to ninety eight, he's number one. Josh, you may want to consider doing a sports podcast down the road. Now, <laughs> some of these questions you got coming out. Well, I love I love it, man, because I mean, Adam, I think about that. I mean, I'm so I go back to that trade all the time, and I think about like just what a, what an incredible thing that was to bring you to Baltimore. I felt like it was such a great fit, and the fact that you and Buck were together, like. I mean, you're truly Adam up there on a par. One of my favorite Orioles. Like, just, just Thank you. love, love, love the way you played the game, man. And and with the enthusiasm and with that smile, um, can't tell you what that means to to as fans. Like to to see, I feel like it's the same for actors. When I feel like I see a play and I I see someone doing a good job, but I also feel like they're having a good time. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. That matters. It means something to me. And I always felt like you had fun playing. Like it just it felt like every you day always had a good time. Can I ask you a question about yeah. Buck? Like, I'm always curious yeah. what it's like to play for Buck because I think he's such a genius and I miss him terribly as our, our manager. No offense, disrespect to our current manager who I like as well, but I just really love Buck. And 
I'm wondering, like, that story that you just brought up, do you mm-hmm. think, like, do you think he did that on purpose? Like, he seems like, like, that he, he said he was going to sit you knowing he probably wasn't going to sit you, but he wanted to tell you about the numbers knowing that you might not oh, yeah. know about it. Okay. I mean, he's got, he's got great shtick. I mean, there's another time I was hitting 222 and we're in, at, we're in Houston and it's June. I'm like, man, I'm, I'm mad at myself. Trust me. And he's like, look, it, I'm going to either hit you lead off or you sitting. So I'm like, okay, so it looks like I'm swinging at the first pitch today. Like, what the hell are you sitting? You ain't sitting me for. I swung at the, I, I think I swung at the first pitch at a double or something. And like, I, he just, he's good at lighting a fire under people's asses. You know what I mean? Yeah. He, yeah. He, go, he goes into it knowing the answer to it. If he asks you a question, he knows the answer, but he wants to hear what you're going to say. So it's like, don't lie to him. So, you know, if something's bothering you, I mean, you still as a player, like, no, I'm good. He understands yeah. that. He understands that part, but he just she she trusts the player. And as an offense, he trusted our guys every single day. Um, as we got older, he obviously gave us blows, but you know he trusted us. And at the oh end my of the God. day, people people were like, "I'm scared of him. I'm scared of him." What are you scared? My son's here. Adam Jones. Remember you met Adam up, Jones man? when we were on the Oriole game? Remember when you met him on the field? You can't hear him. He's talking to me. We're doing a podcast right now. I didn't know you were coming home. To <laughs> yeah, that's a picture. You have a picture of me and Adam Jones. Go get it. I'll show it. Yeah, that's perfect. He remembers awesome. we have a picture of with you on the field. And, and I gotta ask you something real quickly as a transition here. What takes longer? Some of these award shows that we watch on television or a nine inning <laughs> major league baseball game for you, Josh? I don't know. You know, I was listening to Stan the other day talking about that. I, I think they're going too crazy with speeding the game up. Like I'm all for speeding it up a little bit, but I think they're they're forgetting a little bit about what makes baseball so unique. I don't want a five hour game either. Oh yeah, but you have it. it I'll find it. It's, it's 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 on it's on the counter over there. It's on the thing. Go get it. It's in your bedroom. But I I I you okay? Uh, he just took a fall. Nice. Kids <laughs> yeah, running. The You're making the run around. Yeah, the, the socks on, and he just yeah. got off the carpet. You hear that sound? Was like he was like, um, but he um, I, I don't know. I worry about that, man, because I think what takes long. I tell you what. Uh, award shows i've been lucky to be nominated for a few of them those are brutal dude i mean you talk about like you can't eat i remember once uh what's his name jimmy um fallon not fallon no not fallon uh, jimmy kimmel jimmy kimmel at the emmys gave me his beer i hadn't eaten anything all day and i think alan cumming had some like nuts some almonds he gave me a couple and i'm dry and then kimmel just handed me his beer it was the greatest like most generous thing anyone's ever done (laughs) i was in the desert i had like almond mouth i was like But like those things are brutal and long. But baseball, I I I love that. I love that it's different than the other sports. I don't change it. I don't know. I'll find it. I'll find it. Don't worry. I'm finishing <laughs> the thing. Leave me alone for a little bit. Okay, you can look over there. Just leave me alone. I'm talking to Adam Jones. We believe he has it. Trust us. Don't em- don't embarrass me in front of Adam Jones. <laughs> Adam Jones is one of my favorite Orioles. Don't embarrass me in front of him. Huh? No, you don't even know. Oh. All right, guys. All right. My no, family, no, yeah. we're, we almost got – we got three-fourths of the family almost, We almost did it, guys. And then these guys came home from a – they're off school today, so they came home from a from a cooking class. All right. Awesome. This is about the time we say goodbye. Okay. Let me say goodbye. Okay, let me go say goodbye. All right. I'm going to go be dad. Let me say goodbye to you guys. Hey, yeah. that was fun. Um, I will uh, – Adam, you're the best. Good luck with Appreciate continued you, success with this. Let me say goodbye. Give us a wave. Bye. Bye. Okay. We'll see Bye, you again guys. soon, Josh. We'll do it again. I'll send, Jerry, I'm going to email you the picture so you can put it on the thing because we have it. He's just missing it. Okay. <laughs> Bye, guys. Do it. Bye. See ya. Bye. Bye. Man, that, that was pretty uh, yes. eventful. I mean, you got the whole family in there. We got a lot of great it. stories. I love it. Yeah. He's, uh, he's got, I mean, he's got a unique perspective to Baltimore, obviously. And, you know, the family coming in, that's where we are. We're family. You see my kids all on the wall. Yeah, where's August? We need him back in the shot. Adjacent to Jack Daniels. <laughs> Here comes the judge. Here comes the judge. It is that time for our weekly debate, our Jerry versus Jones debate, courtesy of the Weinman Group, as always. And there he is, the Honorable. Reggie, what's up you get judge reggie as they call him around town what's up what's up guys i am your judge reginald fugit presiding today we are still talking lamar earlier this week we had a really tough loss uh here in baltimore um but you know hopefully we can be positive looking ahead uh if all of you are not aware lamar didn't travel to the game 
Uh, was that a sign? So anyway, guys, I want you guys to debate. Uh, will Lamar get a uh, franchise tag? What, what, I want you guys to debate what you think will happen with Lamar uh, for the next season. Again, sticking to the unknowns. Um, Adam, let's give, you, uh, let's give you the mic. Well, I would say that I don't really like that he did not travel because yeah, I just think the camaraderie, he's been around those guys for a long time. It's the playoffs. There's always a seat for you, Mr. Jackson, on the plane. Um, yeah, I thought that was kind of weird. Uh, his future, I don't know. It's up in the air. I think a little bit. There's multiple things that you can do. A trade, obviously, you're going to have to get a haul back for him. You can also franchise tag him. I think that is probably the most likely, about 40-something million. I don't know the exact number. Something around there, Jerry, you probably know. Um, I think those are two likely options. I don't know if the long-term extension now is is probably in the cards. Uh, you know, it just just how things have played, how people have always said that his body is going to be detriment. And what RG3 said, he said, look, this is why you don't put on uh, just a brace and go out there. He played without a torn, without an ACL and LCL and ruined his whole career, it changed his whole career. So Lamar is doing the right thing. That's from RG3, who's, I think, in the same uh, situation. So I think he only, – the only bad thing, he didn't show up. But I think uh, his future – I think he's still there unless they want to trade for a big asshole. I know, Jerry, you disagree. So what you got, Jerry? Well, I don't care what LRG3 has to say. That guy was trying to hang on at the end of his career and look oh, for a team. So he can give his two cents opinion. It may be worth a penny, but it was a bad look staying at home. I've heard he people say, well, the Ravens don't want people traveling if they're injured. That's a bunch of malarkey. Lamar was at several road games when he was injured, okay? Wearing sunglasses on the sideline at night. It looks like he made a business decision to me. And I believe they win Sunday night if he's playing, in my opinion. They win that football game in Cincinnati. Instead, he stood, stayed home, put out that ominous tweet that the Ravens didn't know was coming. The Ravens didn't put out that tweet. He, he, ruled, he ruled himself out alone, okay, which I don't know. And I don't know if you can trust him going forward. So when you talk about the franchise tag, he does stand to make $45 million next year. But is he going to pull the same shenanigan at the end of the season and sit it out? because he's already gotten his money. Now, if he decides not to play next year, as some idiots on television try and presume and advise, and maybe even people on Twitter, you realize if he doesn't play, he receives a big fat nothing instead of $45 million. So what kind of business decision is that? I don't know if you can trust this guy going forward. I don't know if you have to pull the trigger and maybe consider a trade for him. To me, that would be terrible. I hate seeing first-round draft picks get traded, but... Then again, if he doesn't want to be here, doesn't feel like this is the place for him, then maybe he's going to force his hand and be traded. But if they do trade him, they better get at least a pair of number one draft picks and some capable players in exchange, or then it's not worth anything. All right. Thanks, Jerry. Up for rebuttal. Again, this is brought to you by the Wyman Company. Thank you, Dennis. Uh, so, Adam, if you don't have an opinion on whether uh, he gets tagged, traded, or signed, what do you think uh, – should happen what do you think the ravens should do i mean you can go both ways if you if you have an opinion on what what's going to happen go for it but if if you don't have well, an opinion on what's going to happen what should they do well first off how the hell are you going to say rg3 does not have an opinion on anything when rg3 was in the legit like the same situation rg3 was a rookie offensive player of the year and he came back put his life his life on the line we loved rg3 when he first came in he was a sensation he got hurt and altered his career but with the ravens I mean, obviously, the thing is, is with the quarterback, it's you just can't just say we're going to, you know, let's try and try and go with somebody else. Who? Who, who can you who can you get here to come with big money and not receive and, uh, no receivers? You already have somebody who's who already enjoys being here. We hope so. It's either you have to keep them either for another two years and figure it out and draft somebody or groom somebody properly. Or you give them the money and you say, look, the next five or six years, we're going to roll out with you and we'll see what we got. All right, Jerry. I was told by a source inside the castle he was offered the second largest contract in NFL history, but there wasn't enough guaranteed money involved. I've also been told there's several players inside that castle that are very upset that he did not play on Sunday night. We know that Sammy Watkins came out and said what he said. There's also been some off-the-record comments and some other stuff may filter out throughout the week, but he's not getting any younger and he hasn't gotten better since 2019. Again, I would consider a trade 
He's the supposed team leader. If you're the team leader, you're there with your team. You're not just putting out tweets, wishing them the best of luck. So uh, I think it's a divided locker room right now. I've seen comments from Marlon Humphrey saying this guy was legitimately hurt. He should not have played. But then we saw what Sammy Watkins put out. So there's some division there. And I think Coach Harbaugh chose his words very carefully. But this is a very murky situation right now. I use RG3, you use Sammy Watkins, but you can just throw his name out there like it's just all easy. He's still playing. So what? He has Barely. a career. He, actually, he has a career. He RG3, actually RG3, has a career. RG3 He's not on TV. RG3, RG3 went to the booth, man. Sammy Watkins. Hey, hey, I respect he went to the Sammy booth Watkins because no one wanted him. I respect Sammy Watkins' career because, hey, I respect longevity, but it's not like he's out there just, like, putting up numbers. Nobody wanted RG3. Not the Ravens, and that's okay. Not and that's okay. And that's okay. That's what you got to realize. That's okay. He had second options. Most people don't have other options. Most people can't retire. You understand that sometimes? Most yes. people can't retire. Yes. He fell into they a do, job on TV, but this is about do, Lamar. If they do, they're going to go somewhere else. And it's always about Lamar. Lamar, Lamar, Lamar. The Ravens he plays the most right. important position in sports. <laughs> Congratulations. I get that. I get that. I get that. But give the flowers to the other players, man. They balled their ass off. Huntley had a hell of a game. He did. Okay? It, one massive Except mistake. One stupid one mistake. One massive mistake. One, don't call it stupid. Just don't call it stupid because guess what you would have did in that situation? You would have been the ref the with the whistle. You would have been the ref with the whistle or some man, some fan choking out a hot dog with a beer <laughs> spilling on yourself. <laughs> you Definitely know what I was going to do. You know All right, right guys. <laughs> Leave All right. Home, Jerry. Yep. Order in the court here. Go ahead and award me the win, Reggie. Do the right thing. You know, this week, uh, Jerry, you won. That's the verdict. The verdict's down on Jerry. Uh, again, this is a lot of unknowns. We will find out what happens. Uh, Adam did kind of acknowledge and uh, I wouldn't say concede, but, you know, that his travel to the Cincinnati was not a good look. I, I, and, yeah, I, I believe that's not a good look. And, uh, well, whether he's tagged, traded, or signed for next year, we all will be st- tuned in to find out what happens. Again, good job, Jerry. Yeah. All right, thank you, Reggie. Let's travel beyond Baltimore, shall we? And Adam, let's climb in that rocket ship and venture off to, well, the NFL playoffs, as we were just talking about with Lamar's situation. He'll be watching on television like he did Sunday night. But what's uh, left of MLB free agency we'll get to as well. But starting with the NFL, man, Seattle was sleepless versus San Francisco, especially in that second half. What What a change there. And then there's your your Chargers that jumped out to that, what, 27 nothing lead? Most people turned off the TV thinking game yeah. over, and it was one of the biggest collapses in uh, NFL postseason history. But as a longtime supporter of the Lightning Bolts, it's got to be that deja vu feeling. Uh, that's, that one sucked. I mean, like, I remember, you know, obviously the time difference, but I seen some of the game and then went to bed and off and on, and I'm like, okay, okay. And I just woke up like, How? <laughs> how? Or just how? I mean, I get it. These guys, it was a lot of time left. Um, it was two. I mean, you had the whole second half. But how? I mean, damn. Uh, I mean, just, I didn't know. There's a big missed field goal late in the game uh, that could have won that, sealed the game. You needed a first down. You couldn't get it. And again, uh, Jacksonville, give all the credit to Jacksonville. They played their ass off. They didn't play until 60 minutes. They could have easily quit and folded after 30, but they didn't. They got a professional head coach. Over there, and um, like, dang, I was hot. Every everybody hot, man. I had to check in on my folks and my peoples. Uh, but man, that was a tough one. Um, the 49ers are just good. Um, I'm not a big fan of when people say that a team doesn't play well. Like, oh, he folded. I'm a fan of saying, well, he dominated. That's why they played that way. I mean, that's the only reason why someone plays bad. Unless so you don't. So you don't believe that athletes or teams can choke? I know you don't. You don't prefer that word, is what I'm understanding. No, no, choking is a. It was a, choking is losing in a bad way. Well, this is a well, the charge is choked. Of course, that's a choke job. Okay, but that's not. That's to me. That's not saying that like, oh, they're just giving up, or they're not trying, right. or right. or they're like, yeah, like the. But see, this is the thing I had a conversation with. What I hate about the NFL is. You, what you can't do is you can't run up the score. These are professionals. In college, it, it, this don't happen. This don't happen. This does not happen in college. If it's 27-0, it is 49-7. That's it. Game over. That's college. Because you can do that in college. You need the points. But in NFL, if you ran the score up, like, 
you're going to get into a fight. There's going to be something going on because these are professionals. And see, that's what I think. That's why all these comebacks happen is because you just concede to running the ball, dumping it down, doing all just changing your offense. And then you three and outs, three and outs. Well, you just gave up 10 quick points and then you got some momentum of uh, pick six. something. Before you know it, you're right back in the game. The other teams have been back in the game, even if it's a 20-point lead. So I, I, that's why I'm saying I'm not a fan of running up the score, but I'm also not a fan of just like, you know what, we're up by three touchdowns. Let's just, let, let's just cash it in. Nah, get up by four. All right, it's like the same thing in baseball. You don't want to get like you want to get out of slam range. So that's why until there's five runs, you can do whatever you want to. Before five runs, you got to slow it down a little bit. You can't. I mean, no. After, after five runs, what after you're five saying, runs, you slow it right. down. What you're saying is you can take you can't take your foot off the gas pedal in pro sports. No, no, you just can't do that. Hell no. In baseball, you see the home run is so prevalent. Three run home runs, walk, bloop, blast, and home run. Uh, uh, a walk, bloop, and a blast. I mean, that's just an old saying. Uh, the three-run home run, Earl Weaver special. Um, but you see with these pitchers, they walk a lot of guys. And NFL, three and outs. And they, they just quick scoring on offense. Dudes are quick. These dudes are fast. They got offenses that, that you can score in three, four plays. And then you're right back in the game. And like and I say, I get it. You don't want to just obliterate somebody. But how Dallas beat Minnesota, that's okay in the NFL. It's okay to beat the hell out your opponent. You played them. They showed up. That's not your fault. Right? It's not your fault. But don't disrespect them. Like, again, if you're up by that much, just throwing Hail Marys and running the deepest passes. No. And it's in baseball. I mean, you ain't stealing bases up by five, but you're still putting on good swings. You're not conceding because one, the second you do that, you're gonna you're gonna let them you know you you're gonna let them back in the game. And that's, I don't that think there's unwritten the rules in football like baseball either. No. But running up the score will have somebody pissed off if you get a running back that got four touchdowns and they up and quarterback is padding his stats and stuff like like a player yeah. somebody would do in Madden. Some somebody's gonna get hurt, and I understand that on the professional level because it, it happened in baseball and it happened in basketball. Same thing. Somebody those aren't those are just professional courtesies. But with all these people coming back, same NBA, a twenty point lead that is three minutes away from being tied in the NBA. The three-pointer, a turnover, another three-pointer, layup, foul, stop the clock. Just like, like there's that. so many ways. Just like that, you can come back in all these sports because you take lax. You're up by 20. Let me cool down. Man, you better go up by like 28, but 32. <laughs> it's okay. It's not your fault. All right, I did want to ask you, since you invoke baseball, we're less than a month from spring training getting underway. Orioles seem to be resuming their commitment to international yeah. signings. They gave a 16-year-old shortstop last week, uh, Luis Aiden Almeida, a club record signing bonus of $2.3 million. Uh, GM and VP Mike Elias Adam has now given four signing bonuses of more than a million dollars. 13 of the 27 players they secured got more than $100,000 or more. What's the game plan here? Well, the game plan is that with, with their, the international play is strong, and there's obviously a lot of international money that you have to spend. Um, it doesn't roll over like minutes, and they're—I mean—they have academies down there. They're grooming. They're grooming the the Dominicans, the Venezuelans, the kids down there for not just baseball, but for life. Obviously, they're giving them uh, uh, literacy programs, teaching them English. Uh, these kids come over here a lot more polished and a lot more fluent in English than they did, especially a lot more younger. And you know, they're giving them an opportunity. A hundred thousand dollars is changing their lives, and you got to understand that down there. There's not as many options as we have in America. It's, you know, you don't, if you don't make it in baseball, okay, well, I went to college with this guy, so I'm going to call this guy, and my friend does this. He did real estate, and he does roofing, and he does this. And you can make lucrative, you can make lucrative deals. In certain countries, you don't have those resources. So you got to understand, $100,000 to us in America is a lot of money. Of course, it's a lot of money. But it's, it's not game-changing money. As you see, people go pop that right now in Vegas. Um, but... <laughs> There's gonna, there's gonna be that that's life changing money, but just the hunger and the opportunity, and you, you know, you're building a character, you're building, you're building a lot of, uh, a lot of talent down there, and there's some hungry kids. And Elias, again, he's one of the best when it comes to amateur scouting. So if he's giving you money, he's he knows what he he knows what he sees. All right, regarding free agency, I see that Trey Mancini has signed on with the Cubs. We love yes. Trey, former guest on the podcast. Your thoughts on that? And also, what's going to happen with Trevor Bauer out there? The Dodgers don't seem to want him. 
Well, I mean, boom, boom, I'm happy for him. That's a good place. Um, it's a good contract. Um, so it's obviously stability. Uh, very simple guy, but uh, that stability is always good. Uh, I think Chicago Cubs are an up-and-coming team. That's up-and-coming. They got some good veterans. They added a lot of pieces. They got Stroh. Uh, they just said they got obviously Danby Swanson. Uh, they got some young talent, Nico Horner. Uh, say a Suzuki, I'm a big fan of his. Uh, so they got, they got Hosmer too, so he can DH, Oz, Trey exactly. can DH or play first. Exactly, and and Trey can learn a lot from Hosmer too, because Hosmer's been in a lot of great situations, been around for a while, and I just think it's a good move for him. Get get out there, get in some blue, he get some get his white cleats back on, and see him in some uh, blue pinstripes, and you know I'm happy for him. And uh, on the Bauer situation, well, obviously you knew that was going to happen with the with the uh, the the Dodgers. Um, next for him, uh, I'm not sure. It's gonna. It's, it's obviously gonna be a massive PR hit uh, incident whenever he signs with any. If he signs with a team, um, whatever women's groups are definitely gonna be uh, at the forefront. Um, I'm sure whoever's GM or ownership trying to sign them or if you see any interest of any team have interest i'm sure their gm the wives of their gm might give them a good slap in the back of the head uh it could be a lot of turmoil obviously his arm talent is what it is he's a premier pitcher in the game of baseball um but the other stuff as it being what it is um is is different it's tough, and you know, when whenever you do something, you're accused of doing something in that, and you're involved with those kind of allegations. It's never good because it's multiple groups, you know. Um, so, ah, whoever, whoever, and again, you can't. People can't say Asia because the Japanese are not dealing with that at all. Um, my thing is, he's, if, if I was just a bad man, I'd say his best shot is to go down to Mexico and try and make as much money as he can. If I was a betting wow. man, to guess. Okay. If, I, if I was to guess. Unless unless a team wanted to take it. You know what I mean? If a team just said, you know what, I don't care what you say. I'm just going to use his arm talent. He's going to go to all these, you know, whatever prerequisites we need. But I need his arm talent. If, if a team just says, I need his arm talent over all the other stuff, if they can, if they can manage and musk uh, the courage to do that, he obviously can help every team in baseball because he's nasty. Sure. But there's baggage. It, come, it comes with not just woo, if you see him coming to America, that kind of baggage when they first got to uh <laughs> when, they first, when they first got first got to the to the airport. Yeah. <laughs> that kind of baggage, okay? I uh, gotcha. All right, as we wrap up things here on another edition of the Adam Jones Podcast presented by the Baltimore Banner. It's time for our segment called Socially Speaking, where we always answer a tweet or an Instagram post or Facebook post or even an email. You can find us if you're socially media challenged. There are you out there that don't know anything about social media or how to download a podcast. We're going to try and explain that. Uh, the email is theadamjonespod at gmail.com. You can see it on your screen if you're watching on YouTube. If not, write it down if you're not driving the Adam Jones pod at gmail.com and on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. It's at Adam Jones POD, also known as Adam Jones pod. All right. So this tweet, AJ comes from someone who may be in fact, our number one social media poster, at least. For yeah. him. He is at Chris Heinsohn 16. Here's his tweet. May need a translator at sports with Coleman. Hope you're having a good one. And all-star job with the Adam Jones pod. A couple emojis in there, as you can see. Dom Fox, Dominique Foxworth, last week's guest, of course. So well-spoken. Mr. Gene, what a hoot. That, of course, is the great Gene <laughs> you get. Uh, good transitions. Have ideas for you and AJ. Might like, especially with an ex-science degree from, I assume that's Towson University. He'll correct us if we're wrong. Always thinking especially in traffic keep your eyes on the road there chris aj aj and i connected in 21 hashtag good people hashtag podcast hashtag aj hashtag have fun hashtag great tweet chris <laughs> Man. That, was a, that was a good read no he's a fantastic follow uh very positive guy he tweets a lot he tweets at me a lot and he um 
follows our journeys, our family's journeys, um, uh, and just very positive. He tweets out a lot of uh, videos of just positivity of him working out, which is always good. It's always good to see people stay in good shape. Yep. Chris stay in good shape. And one of his favorite desserts is mine, cheesecake. So, you know, man, we connected on that level. So real good dude. One day we're going to meet together and uh, we're going to have a cheesecake party. I uh, never know when because you never know when I'm going to be in Baltimore. Never. Uh, None I mean, of us do. I can, be, I can be persuaded by money, uh, but uh, uh, I'll be there. <laughs> I'll be there soon enough. Uh, but no, Chris is Chris is a fantastic dude, and I uh, wish him all the best. He's a very positive guy, and I love his positivity. And that's that's what's big, it's, especially in today's climate. You need positive people, and uh, he's one of, one of the positive guys. All right, we do have a winner for our latest Adam Jones memorabilia contest based on our social media platforms. We're going to reveal the winner next week, but keep corresponding because you'll be eligible next time. Again, at Adam Jones Pod. Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. And real quickly, AJ, we don't do typical shout-outs on the podcast, but yeah. I did get a message from one of our diehard listeners, Antonio. He celebrated a birthday, so happy birthday, Antonio. And I also want to give a shout-out to my barber, Brian the Barber, Brian Buncey. As you can see, I have a new great haircut. Uh, I give the – just like the podcast, I give the haircut five stars. So thank you, Brian. <laughs> What was that you were saying about my haircut before we came on the air? Are you allowed to repeat that? No, no. Good. I said you look. I said you look. I said you, Barbara, did a fantastic job. I think the word yeah. was handsome or dashing, riveting. I think. Yeah. I think you said maybe that or or yeah. something we can't even say on this podcast. <laughs> and I think that's a signal to that we do want to thank our sponsors before we go. As always, much thanks to our newest one. That's Towson BMW, home of the best service department in all of Baltimore. Towson BMW, easily located off York Road and exit 26A on I-95. I speak from firsthand experience. They are very customer friendly. And they have by far, I must tell you, the nicest waiting room I've ever been in. They also have a stock fridge that goes with it. And it's not that's a, hey, hey, that's key. Cookies yeah. in the stock fridge in the waiting room. Maybe key. I take Mercedes some stuff with me. BMW has it. Hey, BMW, when I come to Baltimore... I need a seven series. I'm big. I'm wide. Please. Or the X7. I like that thing. I think my man Rich Strickland can take care of you. Also, thanks to our. All right. Also, thanks to our friends at Be More Around Town. Check out BeMoreRoundTown.com as the football season is over, but the trips do not stop, including one to Sarasota, Caps Games, Terps Games, BeMoreRoundTown.com by the Weinman Group. Thanks, Dennis, for your undying support. G Leaf Medical Cannabis Company is always. Visit gleaf.com and find out if you're eligible for qualified Maryland patients only, folks. And also the Baltimore Banner. They still have the special six months unlimited digital access. Head to thebaltimorebanner.com slash AJ to get started. Want to thank the man that hijacks our Zoom meeting every week by asking <laughs> at least three questions. He's a good guy. Senior executive producer Chip Franklin. Go out and subscribe to the banner. And we'll see you next week right here on the Adam Jones Podcast. Keep it real and be safe.